welcome back to Out on That Line. It is week 42. I'm Jeff with my co-host, Alex. As always, Alex, how are we doing this week, buddy? I am feline fine because we're talking about my girl, one of my main girls, the cat, Doja Cat. I'm very excited. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Just dropped a new album, Planet Her. So we will be getting to that later in the show. As you all know, we are a pro Doja podcast. So I'm sure everybody has been waiting with bated breath for this review, for this album release. And we are looking forward to talking about it. This one was uh, one anticipated for the last few weeks. We've been kind of planning because we took last week off as a little hiatus. Um, I was on vacation in New England. Uh, did get to see my co-host for the first time in a long time. Um, and then we had a wedding to go to. So it was a whole bunch of stuff. And it just didn't seem to work out well with, with us getting an extra episode recorded. So we decided to give ourselves a break, give the listeners a break, really ramp up the anticipation for this week in the cat. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a surprising and informative listen for the people. But I want to I want to double back to this wedding that you went to. Yes. So I have a key question. I told you what this was going to be beforehand. Band or DJ, what'd they have? They had a band. They had the band. Okay. So when you get married, what are you going with? Band or DJ? See, that is a tough question because I prefer a band because I love live music, but when you think about all of the different types of music that we want to have played at our wedding, it might be more conducive to have a DJ just because of all the different music. And I think if we found a band that would be able to play all the different genres and stuff that we would want to, we would want to have, then I think that'd be great. Um, But, you know, I don't know if I've mentioned on the, on the pod before, but you know, my fiance is Guatemalan. So she, you know, there's a deep history of, you know, Latino music, that she's always listened to and you know obviously i've listened to all those wedding staples like shout and and all those kind of disco songs and everything like that you know all that white people wedding stuff so you know there's all those songs that we're going to want to have involved and finding a band that's going to be able to cater to all of those needs might be a little tough so i think a dj might have to be the way we go Um, but if we can find it i think her preference as well as mine is is definitely live band if it's possible well, I feel like you can have your cake and eat it too with that because Eric from Laser Dad, um, he, when he got married, he had a bunch. He, there was like a main ceremony. There, there was first of all the ceremony was crazy. It was like an hour and a half long, with mm-hmm. people giving these really long speeches, and there were like musical interludes and stuff. Then they took all the chairs out, and it turned into um, the musical portion of the evening where Eric played a bunch of music that he wrote for his wife. And Mm -hmm. I believe they covered something else. I can't remember what it was. Then it was turn it over to a DJ. So it's a lot of fucking work. But if you did have like a group that you wanted to play like two or three songs, just like for your first dance and stuff like that, that'd be pretty cool. Especially if people that you know are coming are musicians. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you what other people have done. Okay. Yeah, that could, I mean, that could work. We'll, we'll definitely talk about it. We've, we've started, I think, in the planning process again, because we got very rudely interrupted by the global panini. Um, but it, it's really, uh, you know, it's, it's nice. It's, you know, scary to think about, but it's like, yeah, we're on the, seems like we're on the other side of it. So it might be worth it to start really planning again. So maybe by next fall, you know, we can have our, you know, or have our date set for next fall and hopefully have that sooner rather than later. Um, but we're, you know, we're excited to get started again. I think a live band versus DJ is going to be probably the most difficult decision we have to make about the whole thing. Well, and second to that, what is your first dance song going to be? Have you guys thought about that? Oh man, I don't I, see. That's another thing It's like, we don't know if we want to do something like if we want to take it that seriously, or if we want to do something that's going to be a little more fun. Um, we just don't know because we're not, you know, we're, we're not sappy people. You know, we like doing nice things for each other and things like that, but we also love a good comedic moment. So mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of, I think there's going to be a debate whether we go full into full sappy or, you know, we do something that we can laugh about a little later. Well, I'll tell you what, to compare you to more of my friends that have gotten married. Um, when my friends Jameson and Ariel got married, their first dance was to Vince Staples outside. It was very, okay. it was very funny. They did an entire like coordinated routine. <laughs> um, she was wearing sneakers under her wedding dress, so they were doing that that move where you like 
get on one leg and you like clack your ankles together on the inside, then you clack them together on the outside, and then you jump onto the other foot. It's a very like to yeah. me it seems Slavic. I can't confirm that, but it feel, feels <laughs> right. Slavic, yeah. Feels right. Um but just fun shenanigans like that. So I see what you guys are talking about. Like yeah. <laughs> dare I say, it's really good to hear your voice. <laughs> Don't spoil it. Oh my god. Don't spoil it, Alex. Okay. Okay. No jinx, no jinx. <laughs> I can wait. I'm a patient man. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure I'm sure we'll both be very nervous for for whatever it is, but maybe I'll have enough libations that uh calm those nerves. Yeah. They that seems sensible. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a Texas wedding man, right? Yeah. Ah. That's what it's looking like. Listen. I've had more than one person tell me this that they don't want to get caught wearing white suits and white 10 gallon cowboy hats. And I said, I don't think Jeff is going to do that. However, I'm going to say that you should, because a, it would be the funniest fucking thing ever. B, we could torture all the people that didn't want it to come true. And I was like, you guys, it'll <laughs> never happen. Don't worry. Oh, the, the groomsmen outfits are going to be, those are going to be up to me. That's yeah, all. Yeah. That's all I'll say about that. Well, listen, I'm ready for whatever comes our way, but I could, some of these other guys aren't rough riders, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, they better get ready for rootin' tootin' good time. I'll there tell you, you what. Shuck them up, hooey! <laughs> Texas forever. <laughs> Can I do that? Can I get two little cap guns and just shoot them off like the Texan from The Simpsons? Oh, we might have, we could do duels. Oh. I mean, we could have, yeah, we could go full, full Texas with this. We could have a whole Alamo set up. Oh man, raccoon skin hats and stuff. Yeah. That's cool. You could do a themed photo booth, yeah. Yeah, and I could do like uh like you guys were mentioning on Skimbo Lounge, you were talking about Davy Crockett. And I think and just to clarify, I think the repeater, the lever action rifle, I think it did exist by the time by by the Davy Crockett age. Okay. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't yeah. fucking know, but they all sure seemed confident. Yeah, it, at least the at least the flintlock, which was much faster than like the regular musket, I think existed there. So there was there was a lot of things that you know I think, and and I don't I don't mean to to go too pro Mitch here on out on that line, but Mitchell was right about quite a few things on that podcast. Just he was say he was, and I think uh, Rory should feel really fucking bad about himself. That yes. he was in the red on so many of those issues. That's yes. That's concerning to lose ideological ground to Mitch. I just got to say, <laughs> that's your co-host. Are there going to be repercussions on the pod? Uh, I think there's going to have to be. I'm going to have okay. to just go off the rails. Just skip the medication for a couple days and just launch a surprise attack on him. Okay. Is it going to be like an intervention, like an intelligence intervention? It's going to be like the reverse of that. I'm just going to berate okay. him for being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that should go fine. Find really catty ways to do it. Maybe I'll show up with a, smoking a pipe. Good <laughs> God, man. Pick yourself <laughs> up. <laughs> Listen, Jeff. I've given you a lot of good ideas here tonight. Can I throw something at you? You throw it right back sure. if you don't like it. I don't need you sure. to discuss it with Marla. I just need you to give me an answer tonight. Okay. Can I be your wedding planner? Yes. Hot dog. The wedding we're gonna have we're gonna also make it into a, a romantic comedy. The wedding planner too. Oh my god. Absolutely. Are we getting J Lo back for a cameo as an older woman that makes me her sugar baby? Let's get loud. All right. I love it. <laughs> I love it. We're playing with house money, baby. Oh, yes. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Oh, I'd, yeah. Well, it's a good thing that fiance of the pod never listens to this. Otherwise, I'd be in, I'd be in some trouble, I think. Oh, well, perhaps. Marla, I'm sorry in advance, but I'm going to make it the most magical day of your life. You can trust me. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can trust him. He's a doctor. <laughs> a doctor Correct. of love. Correct. Well... Well, well, my friend, is it is it time? Did you have anything else? No. In your opening no. segment before we really sink our teeth into the newest release 
from Doja Cat. When we take a rocket ship to planet her. Oh, yes. And that is the name of the album, folks, is Planet Her. And, you know, it was a very highly anticipated album. You know, Doja Cat has been kind of one of the premier, what would you say, like top four female hip-hop artists in in recent years, last probably like two or three years, I would say. Yeah, as someone who floats along the periphery, and let's be honest, finds his way into these acts and, you know, through their lovely good looks. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I would say like, yeah, top four, top five. In terms of a lot of things like name recognition, um, you know, how well the songs do, how well regarded the albums are. Yeah, I would say top five. Yeah, I mean, I would put her probably top 10 overall, like of all hip hop artists right now, as far as popularity and kind of, you know, how much new material is anticipated. You know, she's right up there with like Megan Thee Stallion or or Cardi B or like J. Cole when his came out. You know, I, I think this had more hype than the J. Cole album did. Um, and it and it really is surprising considering her first big song, I think, was that I'm a cow Moo. song or it was just called Moo. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like all of her music was like, um, you know, Juicy, I think was the name of it, where she's like, I keep it juicy, juicy. I eat that lunch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and it's just booty music. You know, it's just booty music. That was that was all it was. And to have an album like this from someone that you just thought was kind of a novelty or at least that's how i kind of looked at it at first i was like oh it's funny you know she's got some talent but is there really a lot of staying power and i think with this album planet her you know you don't have to think it's the greatest album of all time but i do think it was you know it held up very well you know i do think it it was a pretty solid effort you know i don't know if i'm gonna put it up with every you know some of the other albums that absolutely floored me that we've done on this podcast but at no point did i think like oh this was not as good of an effort as she should have had here Mm -hmm. you know i think it was a pretty varied album as far as the types of of songs she did on it um and i think she is just generally pretty talented you know she's definitely on the weird side but i think she just leans right into that and i think that's what makes her you know kind of especially appealing yeah and and she is she's very weird and when you say novelty i tend to agree because the again her first big hit was the moo song went viral um, here's what I'll say about this album. I think it was put the best in another review that I read when it was called well assembled, but charmless. And that mm-hmm. fucking pains me to say, because I did not hate this album. I can't even say I'm indifferent to the album because I'm a, I'm a big Doja Cat guy. I'm pro cat yeah. hot pink. W- fucking incredible that's that to me is her at the peak of her powers that mm-hmm. album is top to bottom fucking absolute peak doja cat great stuff this felt like a little step back for the cat in in terms mm-hmm. of what i look for when i listen to her music um i mean it's way more straightforward there's way less playing around the wordplay is still there for sure the lyrics are still there but for me the music and the production took a big step back it's just like not as weird and interesting as dare and daring as the other stuff she made like yeah say so amazing bop uh juicy i fucking absolutely love that song there's a fantastic <laughs> video where a classical music expert will have on like megan the stallion and doja cat mm-hmm. and he had doja cat on to dissect juicy and he was so fucking uncomfortable like he's like I-, I-, I don't understand um if you can see it from the front you can see it from the back i don't i don't get it and doja cat just looks at him and it's like it's like when the ass is so fat that you can see it from the front because it's just <laughs> sticking out there and you just watch all the blood just rush to this guy's cheeks he's like oh my <laughs> and like that's the shit i love about doja cat she's like a meme rapper she's she's a fucking edgelord and yeah that's what I really liked about her. And then this felt like she's putting herself in a box. So that bugged me a little bit. I can, you know, I can see that. And, and I don't, you know, I, I was very familiar with her as a, as an entertainer, I guess, not too deeply familiar with her music necessarily. Um, so I think for me, I was, I didn't have anything to really hold this one up against, but I can see exactly what you're saying where there were, I didn't think there were any songs on this album that I was like, damn, that's a hell of a song. That's a banger. Like there was nothing like that. Um, like with, you know, 
Dua Lipa had a couple of those on her album. You know, Megan The Stallion had a few of those on her album. You know, it's like there's a there's a couple of I think that's what the difference is between like a good album, which I think this one was, and a great album, which were which is what we reviewed with Good News and and the Dua Lipa album. You know, and I think it's you know, I think that's the difference. If you don't have those one or two absolute world beating hits on the album, it's tough to push it to that level where you consider it a, a classic album or one of the best of the year or anything like that. You know, I don't think I there was no disappointment for me throughout the album you know it was a pleasant listen all the way through you know I think she definitely is very talented and I think she gets the most out of her talent I think is is another good thing you can say about her is is I don't think there's a spot where you don't feel like she's not doing her best or anything or you you feel like she's not doing her best or anything like that it's just I think she wasn't given great material to work with you know production wise on this one so I think it's hard to really elevate it if you're not an otherworldly musically talented person, you know, Mm -hmm. which I think she, her creativity is, is her biggest talent. I don't know if like her voice and lyrical ability is necessarily the the greatest talent. I think her big picture mind is, is what the greatest talent is. And when you don't have, you know, the production behind you to support that, it's really hard to pull that up when that's, when those aren't your, when what your strengths are not are the things that would help elevate that. You know, I think they didn't play to her strengths well enough on this album with the production. Um, I think she did well enough with it as well as she could. But again, like you're saying, it just didn't, was not a spectacular experience. It was just, you know, it wasn't a failure, but it was just right there in the middle. Yeah. And, and you're right. You're absolutely right. When you say her creativity is her strongest suit and her greatest asset. I mean, besides her great butt, but like (laughs) (laughs) there are, I mean, like in the juicy video, her ass is a watermelon and like all these weird, like, uh, the video for Cybersex, it's either Cybersex or Rules, where she's like an android and like pieces of wire and shit are like coming at it. Like she does weird off color stuff that like Megan the Stallion is doing now, like the, uh, the thought shit video, like mm-hmm. really showing off how much she loves horror movies. So Doja Cat just does weird shit like that. So you're right. Her creativity is is where it's at, um, followed by lyrics. They're they're clever. They're crass. But they're not, again, like world beater lyrics, <laughs> followed by her voice. It Again, she does with it what she needs to to accomplish. It's all in service of the big picture. Your analysis yeah. is 100% spot on. And then for me, as someone who's like consumed all of her music, it was like Amala, good album. Hot Pink, great album. This one, I put below Amala. So it's like her her career is like a bell curve it's really strange like hot pink gave me everything i wanted peak creativity i mean rules the the chorus for that play with my pussy but don't play with my emotions if you spend (laughs) some money then maybe i just might fuck you when i shake that ass i'm gonna do that shit in slow motion you got a whole lot of cash and you know i want it like that is just the kind of like weird when you say novelty i don't mean it in a weird owl way necessarily but (laughs) it's the fun novelty shit that there's a, a a market for like people want yeah. off color weird stuff and this album again felt like her moving way more into like what she should be you know what i mean yeah and not what yep. she should be as in like no what's a natural fit what do people think doja cat should do to be yep. more mainstream yep i think that's i think that's a perfect way to put it is it just seemed like you know there were bumpers on yes. on a on a bowling lane this whole album Correct. and she kept bouncing off of them there were some points where i was like oh this is about to get like really good and then it just it seemed like it was just too held back the whole time you know it didn't it didn't seem like she could fully unleash what makes her what makes her interesting which is how weird she is and kind of how off the wall she can be you know and i think that's the sort of thing that separates her from someone like a cardi b or a megan the stallion or even like a Dua Lipa, you know, if we're ta- if we're bringing in more like female artists and kind of the top of the pops when it comes to popular music nowadays. Um, and I just, I don't, I don't think this album did it. I think she was just trying to be something that she wasn't and it doesn't make for a bad album, but it just doesn't make for one that, you know, we're going to probably put up there at the end of our, our end of year list. No, it's, it's, it just wasn't, it wasn't that exciting. And it wasn't what I wanted. And I realized like, you can't go into it with that mindset, but I specifically like didn't listen to any of the singles or anything. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, I just want to hear it all in one whack. 
And I never do that. I always listen to singles that come out yeah. to get excited about the album. But I was already excited about this. So I was like, I'm just going to wait. And when it's out, I'm going to listen to it. And I've listened to it a bunch of times and it has not grown on me. And that mm-hmm. is the most damning thing I can say about it because Hot Pink, I was in the top 0.01%, like the absolute <laughs> thinnest slice of the pie you can get of Doja Cat listeners in the year 2019. I played Hot Pink <laughs> until the wheels fell off that fucking thing. Okay. I have fucking credentials when it comes to Doja Cat. So maybe I should feel a little entitled to the album that I wanted because I feel a little gypped. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. And and I think, you know, I'll have to go back and listen because if you're saying Hot Pink is that good, I'll have to go back and check it out. Because um, I, I do, you know, I, I what really appeals to me about Doja Cat is just how weird she is. And mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't get a lot of that in yep. this album. I got a lot of like... I don't want to put it on the level of the BB Rexa album, but I felt like it didn't, you know, it had the same kind of pop for me. You know, I think I like this one better because I like Doja Cat in general as an entertainer a lot more than BB Rexa. I don't really know anything about her, um, but it just didn't have what I was looking for Yeah, out of Doja Cat on this one. Um, but we did pick, you know, we did our usual, we picked three songs each. So we got six songs to talk about, you know, so we did pick out the ones that, you know, we at least found the most interesting or had, you know, the most things to say about anyway um so we'll start moving through those the first one um is one i picked and is actually the first song on the album and for me i think the most interesting you know as far as the subject matter goes is called woman and it's basically like a, a commentary on like a kind of a woman's place and effect on her world you know and kind of and what they have to do and the different hats they they have to wear to kind of make it work and, and remain safe and secure in their environment um and i i think it's a really pretty clever song you know not one that i expected out of doja cat really given that she had done moo and like juicy you know and these songs that were like just booty music basically and then you get one that's this is actually pretty serious subject matter it's about women like having to fulfill the roles of a mother and like having to fill the role of you know having a career and having to fill, fulfill the role of ha- being a, a wife you know it's just like all these things that are these expectations of women that she's kind of breaking down and and explaining like this is all the stuff we have to deal with you know so it's you know it's serious business and i think it's more serious than i expected doja cat to ever be in a song which is i think why i like this one so much uh, because it took me by surprise i was like this was not the subject matter that i was expecting and the line and you will never know a god without the goddesses is kind of the the girl power the female empowerment line of the song um where it's like you know, you may have all these people that all these politicians, all these kings and all these athletes and things like that, that are, you consider the world's best, you know, and they're all men, but just consider that they all have women supporting them and that a lot of them wouldn't be where they are if it wasn't for those women. And I think that's, you know, that's something really that people should keep in mind. And I think as far as the statement that she's making, she gets it across on this one. You know, I think this was for me, the most clear subject matter in a song that that had more substance behind it than just you know boning um, which there's a few of these few of those on there as well uh, but I really I like this one I thought it was a good album opener it got me excited for the rest of the album um, and then it just kind of never went up from here for me Morty that's exactly correct that's what happened to me too was I I mean leave it to the cat to do a song about the the concept of the divine feminine right like mm-hmm. all-encompassing goddess womanhood leave it to the cat to do that subject matter as like an Afrobeat dance hall song. Right. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was like, okay, that's really interesting. Like you said, she's taking like something more serious than like, Oh, my, my parents saw my naked pics on my phone. Like, you know what I mean? She's kind of diving into more subject matter. She can sink her teeth into, and she does some like fun, creative stuff with it. Um, But again, the problem comes with, this is a like a promissory note. It's like that Pearl Charles single that I did a while back, Only for Tonight. You listen to that song and you're like, "Oh my god, it's going to be a whole album of this, like weird creative chances, like what treasures will I find?" And then you press on and you're like, "God, f- oh fuck." Mm-hmm. Cuz it just never it never got off the ground. It's like eating mushrooms and you start to feel yourself come up and then you just never get past that point of like, Ooh, I think I'm on the cusp. I think it's going to happen. And then for 45 minutes, you're just sitting there like we never took off. Yep. 
We're just so, staying on the runway the whole time. Yeah. So again, this this is a good one. This is probably between this and the last song on the album, probably the two best songs. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, I know we're really, I think, downplaying this album as far as you know how good it is and everything like that. But it, it's it really is. You know, we're not going to sound that. Ex- I don't think we're going to sound like that excited. <laughs> about things but it's not as if you're going to hate yourself for listening to it it's just like this song woman and the last song that we'll we'll mention when we get there um really are the two best ones so i guess if you're going to bookend the album with any two songs like start it well and end it well like that's that's a good way to do it but you got to pay attention to the middle as well which we're about to get into um and in fact the next song we're going to talk about is get into it um now this one being the most straightforward like hip-hop song on the album, you know, and I think it, it showcased, you know, how talented she is as a rapper. Cause I think she is very talented. Um, I think she has that kind of almost like, like the Eminem style where it's just like, you don't really know what way she's going to go. She's affects all these different voices and, and stuff like that. Like she definitely puts on different characters, you know? So I think that's where her creativity really shines through, but the production on this one was not great. No, you know, it's just, you know, she's talented. So that part was cool, but it's just like where there's one very successful part of a song throughout this whole album. Another part of the song is extremely unsuccessful. And I felt like that was kind of what I experienced through the whole thing. Either the music was really good and the lyrics weren't great or the lyrics were great and the music wasn't very good. And it's just tough to really dig into the album, even though her rapping is so good on this song. It's tough to really get into it further than just like, yeah, that was pretty good, I guess. Yeah, because this is another, like, for me, all sizzle and no steak kind of thing, and it doesn't even sizzle that much. Like, Mm -hmm. shouting these other people out, like, I understand you want to recognize working with Ariana Grande, and you feel like you uh, kind of owe some kind of fealty to Nicki Minaj, because when she uh, did the remix of Say So... It was a big fucking deal, and the, that single mm-hmm. blasted into the fucking stratosphere. So I understand that, but I also have a weird thing about Nicki Minaj where she always talks about, like, I'm the bad guy, right? Before Billie mm-hmm. Eilish was the bad guy. <laughs> um, Nicki Minaj would always have this character, the bad guy. She's got all these different personas, like Garth Brooks has Chris Gaines, and Nicki Minaj has Chun-Li, and mm-hmm. the bad guy, and stuff like that. So uh, Roman from the album Roman Reloaded. So I get that she's doing a bunch of different personalities and you can say that the bad guy is her heel persona. But I think the person she's most like in real life is the bad guy. I think that's the closest to her real personality. Maybe that's a dick thing to say not knowing her. Mm-hmm. I Quite frankly, I don't give a fuck. It's just the vibe that I get. A- and she has a big chip on her shoulder about clout chasers and like... Sorry, but it kind of seems like even though you you work together and you got the rub from Nicki Minaj to like have to shout it out in the song feels a little bit like sucking up for clout. It was just a weird. She's never done that before. Like she in her music, she exists in her own world. Right. It's the Doja Cat extended universe within this weird world that she created. So to then just suddenly be shouting out all these people she worked with. It's like. Okay, yeah, we get it. Your your star has risen. You've had this opportunity. These people have wanted to work with you. That's great. But a basis for a song that does not make. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this is this is like a rap brag song, but it doesn't it doesn't do anything new. Like Megan the Stallion found ways to brag about herself that brought in fucking social commentary, like the fucking mm-hmm. murder of Breonna Taylor. So like after the bar's been set that high, you kind of want more, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that's exactly right. You know, and I, it's, you know, she says, call him Ed Sheeran. He in love with my body. Um, where is it? I mean, y'all bitches better. Yeah. Like Ariana, you know, and, and she talks, says, thank you, Nikki. I love you. Got that big rocket launcher. You know, it's like, she does three different shout outs in this song. And, and I understand that there's some of, you know, like Nikki Minaj is probably responsible for her launching into the stratosphere by being on say so. Um, but it, you know, and, and I think it's, good that she's like thanking them you know i'm not trying to knock that as a as a thing you know but it i'm i just I, what i feel like it's lacking is a lot of creativity 
in yes, doing so. Correct. You know, and I feel like I don't get that Doja touch. You know, I feel like you can still do these things, but still have it be Doja Cat. And I feel like it's this song in particular is kind of her really trying to fit into a mold of what she thinks her music needs to be and not necessarily just going with what she just, you know, pulling a thread and seeing what happens. You know, and I think that's where she's at her strongest is when she's not quite sure where exactly she wants to go. And she just follows wherever it is that the muse takes her um, versus something like this, where it seems very structured, very cookie cutter. You know, it's it's yep. a decent song, but it doesn't have any oomph to it for me. Yeah. And, and again, my misgivings about Nicki Minaj aside, there's nothing wrong with wanting to thank these people. But was this the forum to do it? And if it was, you're right. It needed to be 10 times more creative. It's just it's lazy booking like mm-hmm. he loves my body. He call him Ed Sheeran because he's in love with my body. That's fucking lazy. I mm-hmm. get it. It's a, a reference people will get, but it's lazy. It's the lowest hanging fruit. The Ariana one, incredibly lazy. The Nikki one, incredibly lazy. Yeah. Just literally, like, you're not doing anything creative with it. You're literally just saying thank you. Find some sly way. Maybe do something that only Nicki Minaj or Ed Sheeran or Ariana Grande would pick up on. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that old adage about, like, do your good works in secret. Throw in a reference that only they would get. Mm-hmm. They know you thank them, and you you don't have to awkwardly shoehorn them into your song. It just yeah. it so again not bad to thank them at all. You're absolutely correct. Great that she gives them a shout out, but it was just clunky and and yeah. that's what I've got to say about this one. Yes, yeah, would have been better if she just like did a story <clears throat> where she was like a superhero and they were like the super friends or something like that. You know, it would have been like way cooler to have something like that where it was like a story that they happen to be involved in instead of what seemed like just a song made around those lines where she could thank them you know which is fine the sentiment of that is not something i'm against just you know didn't i don't know it just didn't seem like it was a a fitting thing for her to do on the album no um now the next one we picked um i have one note about this one since of course alex picked this one um and it's the the song need to know (laughs) yeah this is probably the horniest jam on the album (laughs) i'll admit it um it's a lot of the same based on what we've heard from her before. I mean, rules for me is the gold standard. Like, Cyber Sex is a crazy song, but mm. rules to me is just like, put a boot on your neck while she tells you how it's going to go. I, I it's, <laughs> it's very creative. It's very sexy. It's very raunchy. So this is like a lot of the same. The, the song doesn't have a super heady premise. It's just like, I'm horny. I need to have sex now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I picked this one also because, again, like I said, it's it's more of the same that we've seen from her. So she's got to do something to elevate, right? It's like they say in the movie, Everybody Wants Some. There's this great scene where a bunch of guys are getting stoned listening to Fearless by Pink Floyd. And Kurt Russell's son goes off on this tangent where he's like, you know, you got to like, in writing music, anybody can do you know, a dechromatic scale, but it's about finding the tangents within the framework that lets people know who you really are. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you've got this template. That was a bunch of bullshit I just wanted to mention because I love that movie. <laughs> but you've got this template for what is a Doja Cat sexy song, right? I feel like you need to either go in a completely new direction or you need to top yourself, but you can't just keep doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is. And like musically... It's totally fucking generic. It's got a totally generic boom bat beat. The same beat gets used a thousand times on this album, as does in a thousand mixtapes and and generic rap joints that are out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can't be using SoundCloud rap beats in a song like this. I'm sorry, it's fucking really lazy. Especially if, again, Hot Pink was the standard. You change shit up. You did. You took risks you did creative things and this is just song after song that feels like you changed a couple things in the edit just totally the same and this was the first like i wanted to get excited about this one and then i'm like "Ah, god damn it she ruined her own sex song i didn't think that was possible (laughs) it is you know and i think that's the big problem is that you know you read the lyrics and it's you know it's all well constructed you know it all rhymes where it needs Mm -hmm. to it all it has the correct 
syllables where it needs to have them, you know, and it just, it seems like it should work great, right? And it just doesn't really, again, it doesn't elevate to any sort of level that makes it that exciting, which I think, given, I think, what the expectations were for the album makes it even that much more disappointing that it didn't really have anything to grab you like she did in the past, you know, and, and where it's like, it just didn't seem that interesting to me. Maybe she'll make like some crazy music videos for this stuff that'll, you know, that'll totally change my mind about the song. But I just don't, I don't think that's what should be necessary for me to get excited about an album. You know, I should be able to yeah. get excited about it just on its own. Um, and it just, it's tough. And I think with need to know, you read it and you're like, oh yeah, this is Doja Cat, Cat's back, you know, this kind of song. And then you listen to it and it's just like you're saying, like the beat wasn't, that interesting you know the lyrics were you know at some points clever but it's like just not to the level that you expect and i don't know it just it it, to me didn't have didn't seem to have a lot of substance to it It seemed like this is what i think the music should sound like but it didn't seem like it she felt like that's what it should sound like this to me was the moment that doja cat became an aesthetic instead of an individual you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah it's like okay well let's it's like a bunch of writers in a room got together and were like let's write a doja cat song without her being here and this is what we came up with because it's the lyrics are kind of clunky they're a little ham-fisted compared to other things that she's done they're very mm-hmm. clever and very quick so it's not dog shit lyrics but it's definitely not up to the standard it it, it, it just does feel like a doja cat song that somebody else wrote Mm-hmm. it's it's just not up to snuff and it, it, when i say she became an aesthetic it's like okay um fat ass pretty face songs about sex weird music videos got it distilled it down to its barest essence and we just got to put this thing on autopilot from now on yeah and like people will say steely dan is an aesthetic and mean it as a compliment and i tend to agree because they weren't really like rock stars you know what i mean they were composers so being an aesthetic can be a good thing, but in this case, it's not. Maybe it's more appropriate to say she's a, a commodity. She's a Happy Meal toy at this point. I hate to sound like a fucking Marxist about it, but it's just so goddamn conventional and generic. Mm-hmm. Makes you a little sad if you've been a fan of the cat for a long time. Yeah, yeah. It really, it really gave me. I was hoping for like Dua Lipa and Stallion vibes out of this one, and I ended up getting BB Rexa vibes. Yep from this one you know and it was just again like you're not gonna hate yourself for listening to either the bb rex album or this one but you're not gonna get out of it what i think you were expecting to no and um, i'm coming at it from the lens of a, a doja cat stan a, a, from a diehard yeah. so i have a very different attachment to her and the music and a very different interpretation of this I, again i cannot say it's bad but relative to what i'm used to big dip big old yeah. dip for me yeah yeah absolutely um, the next one she did with The Weeknd called You Write. Um, and this one to me, you know, I picked it because I love The Weeknd. You know, as much as you're a, a Doja Cat stan, I'm a Weeknd stan for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I I love him. And I think he generally, I can't really think of anything that I don't like by him. There's stuff that, you know, I, I'm not as crazy about, but I just, I always feel like he delivers. You know, I think he's like a, like a Bruno Mars or somebody like that where it's just, yeah. You know, you know, they're always going to deliver, you know, it may not be the most exciting thing. It may not be the most groundbreaking thing, but you know, they're going to just be solid at all times and sometimes great. And I think this one, the weekend is very good on it because again, I think he's just got a perfect voice for whatever kind of music is necessary. I think the only thing he probably couldn't sing that well is probably metal and <laughs> opera maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everything else, you know, his vocal talent is, is apparent in just about everything he does. And this one is like, I think it's like Gen Z's Pina Colada song. You know, it's about, you know, they both have significant others, but they're thinking about cheating with each other. And, you know, it it turns out that, you know, maybe they're actually right for each other. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of a weird like love song. Um, But it's also like got those undertones, like there's something wrong. And it's just, I, I enjoy when there's a story, when you have a duet and it's a story versus just, two people singing different parts you know it's when i like when it's you know that you have you have characters that they're playing in the songs i think that adds a lot to it and i think it adds a lot to this one whereas this one could fall pretty flat without it 
you know, I think The Weeknd makes this one one of the better songs on the album. But again, that's not saying a ton. Um, you know, I just I enjoy The Weeknd a lot. I think he's perfect in this song. I think the subject matter is, is you know, something that's been tried and done a lot before. But, you know, this this one was one of the more interesting ones on the album for me, I guess, in comparison to the others. Yeah, no, I completely agree. You're absolutely right. The The greatest the two greatest strengths to this song were recruiting the weekend and structuring it around a narrative that is served by the duet. So that, that was a very keen analysis on your part. Cause that, again, that is like what holds this together and makes this work. Cause if she had done this with like, I don't fucking know Ed Sheeran, you know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be a, I, I, yeah, it'd be a wreck. It'd be a fucking train wreck. But you've got The Weeknd and you've got Doja Cat, who are both very famous for kind of illicit lyrics. You know what I mean? You hate mm-hmm. to chalk anybody up to just that, but facts are also facts. You know, right? he's always talking about cocaine and, and eating butts, and she's always talking <laughs> about her butt and sex. So it really is a chocolate and peanut butter situation. Like, they go together perfectly on this and i love the story where it's like you're in relationships that started a while ago you've changed a lot the person you're with hasn't they only remember you as you were when you met and fell in love so you're kind of outgrowing your present situation you have this animal attraction to this other person and this this whole nine and a half weeks fantasy life springs Mm -hmm. to mind when you think about them but as much as you want to do it, you also pride pride yourself on loyalty. So it's like truly being torn between like your code and just giving into your animal urges. And it's done really well. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would add this with Kiss Me More and uh, Woman in being probably the three most interesting songs on the album. Yeah. And you know, it's it almost makes the rest of the album more disappointing, I guess, when you have a song like this and you have the other two as well. You're like, you saw what it was capable. Like these should have been the baseline for this album. And, you know, if we could have gotten like one or two bangers, like one or two like world beater pop songs, this it would have taken this album to a completely different level, like completely different level because there's flashes. Like this is one of them, you know, woman's another one and kiss me more is the other one, you know, the last song on the album. And I think if that was the level that she had stayed at for the whole thing, this would have been a totally different conversation. You know, this would have been a totally different discussion. Um, You know, I think we would have had a lot more good to say about it and a lot less meh to say about it. You know, and Mm -hmm. I think it's, you know, I don't have like, there was not a lot of bad to say about it. It was just, I think the bad things to say about it are where the reality met up with expectations did not line up. And I think that's where the disappointment lies with this one. Um, So while this one was good, um, you know, the next one ain't shit that we're going to talk about. I really, this one was, was not my favorite. No, no. This was one of your picks. This was one of my picks. Let me get the lyrics up here. Cause they're going to be important. This is like, and I'm not the first person to make this comparison either. I found out, but this is kind of like her weak ass attempt at no scrubs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's yep. another braggy R&B hip hop song. But let's let's dive into some some lyrics here. And I there's so many end bombs. Yes. Yes, there's so quite a few in this one. This is this is going to be difficult. You could say just uh so what I like to do is replace that word with gentleman. Yeah, I usually say fellas. fellas, Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, there's so many. I don't even know if I can. (laughs) But that's that's the problem. Is it's like an over reliance on that, and I'm not here to say who can and can't say the fucking word, but it's an it feels like an over reliance on that for what you're trying to talk about. But like, where where's that fucking thing about get a job? There it is, verse two. Uh... I'm not going to key your car. I'm going to call your fucking mom. You should have paid my rent. Go get a fucking job. It's just like, it's like getting hit upside the head with a brick. It's like unnecessarily mm-hmm. bitchy and direct and not creative and not empowering or anything at all. It's just like, it sucks. It's flatter than a plate of piss. And like, this typifies what I hate about this, which is ain't shit. 
on Hot Pink would have been an absolutely incredible, like, fuck you revenge song with clever mm-hmm. twists and turns and production and music that matches that, like, unhinged kind of vibe thing. And, like, she would have gone way over the top playing up the whole, like, it's like she does in Rules. If you spend mm-hmm. some money, then maybe I just might fuck you. That's clever. That's interesting. That's kind of sexy. Like, yeah. that does a lot that serves a lot of uh, of masters and what you're trying to do but this is just so blunt and just shitty like if anyone ever spoke to me like this i would go fuck you i don't care how big your ass is i don't care how much i like it you don't get to talk to me that way you asshole Yeah, really, it just, it had, you knew what the feeling and what the purpose of the song was supposed to be, and I just feel like it didn't land, because there was just not enough of that creativity in it. You know, it just seemed like, okay, what is a revenge song supposed to sound like? Oh, it's supposed to sound like this, let me make this song, instead of like, what do I want this to sound like? And I think that's, I think that's a big distinction, and where she kind of fell short in a lot of places on this album is, is I think she just didn't go with her gut. I think she went with the safer, what she considered the safer decision on a lot of stuff on, on kind of the directions to go. And I think it, it really didn't serve her very well throughout most of the album. You know, I think she kind of caught lightning in a bottle a couple times with a few of the songs, but the rest of it was like this, where it's just not as good as it should be. You know, certainly with the talent that she's working with, it's just not up to the level that, that she really should have been capable of on this one. It's disappointing because I, I look at this and it it, give, it begs the question, who is this for slash who are you speaking to when you mm-hmm. do this? Right. A song like this. I'm like, I, it's not even a wish fulfillment thing. You don't even make having money and a broke guy trying to get with you sound funny or fun or grandiose. And you don't you don't try to rub it in like you could do creative ways to do another female empowerment song. Mm hmm. And she just doesn't. She just like rants about what a fucking scrub the guy is. Mm -hmm. So once again, who is this for? Who do you think you're speaking to? I don't. It's very unclear to me. Because it's it's the most like phoned in lowest common denominator shit on the album, if you ask me. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I think we might as well just move on to one that I think we both were a little more excited about. Yeah. And it's the one that she did with SZA. Right, SZA is how you say that? SZA, yeah. SZA, okay. Um, The song Kiss Me More. Now, this was, I think, like the first single. This got released like way before the album did um, and was very popular, you know, but I still don't think it's at the level of of anything that, you know, some of the albums that we've listened to, some of the best pop music of the year – well, this was probably like one of the best songs on the album. You know, I don't think it comes even close to being like one of the best songs of the year. And well, you know, even though it is very good, you know, I just think it's very good among a pile of like not so great and okay songs. And it's interesting because I really like SZA. Um, Can't wait for her to come out with a new album. I think I've mentioned this before, but she worked on control her first album mm-hmm. so obsessively that the label had to come in and like physically take the hard drive from yeah. her. They're like you're done we have to release something like we're not missing the release date we got to do something so what you have is it last yeah. looks get it done we're taking it and i appreciate that level of that is a steely dan level of studio perfectionism looks like i'm getting my my daily dose of dan here <laughs> i just appreciate that level of like craft and studio perfectionism but that album came out in 2017 how many people are familiar with SZA and get excited about her you know what I mean I can only speak for myself where it was the hardest thing in the fucking world to do to not listen to that single because I was like I'm holding out for the album yeah just gonna listen to the whole album and I see that these two are collaborating I'm like "Ah, ah." so it was nice to have my faith rewarded when I did listen and I got to this because, again, it is one of the better songs on the album. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it's not taking over the world the way Say So and the Say So remix did or Juicy yeah. or Moo. So it, it's 
That, to me, would be a little bit of a wake-up call if I were her. Oh, shit. And it's not a, that is not a referendum on SZA. But, it, but again, it does beg the question, like, 2017 was when that album came out. Yeah. She hasn't done a ton to propel herself to a Doja, Nikki, Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B level. Not that she has to. And she's done stuff with other people, but that's just yeah. it. She's done stuff with other people. And I want to see more of what she's got in the tank because Control is a fucking phenomenal yeah. album. Yeah, it is. So, again, I think as much as like I enjoyed it, I'm not sure what kind of mainstream appeal it had, which is the irony of this whole discussion, which is like the album does not appeal to me, but it appeals to the mainstream. And then this one song, I'm like, oh, this is for me and will appeal to no one else. Yeah. So it, it's a, it was a really strange thing because I remember this song was was pretty hyped. Um, there was a lot of people really excited about this one because both artists are very, very talented. You know, so when you hear about two people of this talent working together, um, you know, it's a really exciting thing. And especially, you know, what I do like about the kind of current state of music is, while it's always exciting to have like feuds and, and people arguing and stuff like that. It's almost more exciting when all of the most talented artists get along with each other and all work together. Mm-hmm. You know, when there's not, you know, obviously there's a level of competition, but I think when they recognize that, hey, we could probably sell even more albums if we just work together versus trying to tear each other down. You know, and I think that sort of thing I think we get nowadays way more than we ever did before. Like Nicki Minaj has worked with everybody, you know, like SZA and Doja Cat, two of the kind of like premier pop stars of this generation are working together on this song. You know, you didn't really get that a ton. I think there's a lot to say about you know, the independence of artists now versus, you know, 20, 30 years ago um, and their ability to kind of make decisions about what they want to do more than, you know, a label telling them what to do. You know, so you get songs like this. And I think that's a really good thing. You know, you get songs with her working with The Weeknd where in all of, for all, you know, everything else, those people are competitors. You know, it's like you might, someone might buy an album of one of them and not buy one of the other. You know, they're in similar realms of music. So, you know, for all intents and purposes, they should be competing against each other. They should be trying to do better than the other. But I do enjoy when they work together, you know, and I think this song turned out very well. I don't think it turned out to be the song that they wanted it to, which is like Billboard number one hit and that kind of thing. Um, It's a very good song. But again, I just don't think it gets to the level of what you expected, especially given the talent of Doja Cat and the talent of SZA. Like, oh, man, now you're bringing those two together. What are they going to come up with? And it's just not as quite as good as I was expecting it to be. And to be quite honest, I have a strong preference for SZA's verse. It's way more interesting. I respect that in Doja's verse, she tries to be a little more restrained than she usually would be. It's not super filthy. It's a little more emotional. Um, And then SZA just comes in and is like, pussy. Um, and have you ever noticed that when she references dick, it's bleeped out? No, I didn't notice that. It's happened on a couple songs. The song uh, Doves in the Wind from okay. Control. Um, yeah, she bleeps out whenever she says dick. Be- and it's a very clever little thing because it's always been like the female genitalia that gets everybody clutching their pearls. Yeah. And what, you know, female pleasure needs to be censored and all that. So it's like her clever little way of being like, no, dicks are dirty. Is nothing wrong with pussy. I'm so sorry if any parents listen to this. That was a, a rough two minutes for you. Ah, they've they've given up before before this. I think it's fine. Thank Christ. <laughs> um, um. So again, I'm I'm like very pro Scissors verse, but it's Doja Cat's album. Like you got yeah. outshined on your own closing track, man. Like yeah, it's a tough look. Who it's a tough look. Who talked you into some of these decisions, or did you make them? Like, how deep in bed did you get with the label that they were like, you got to play ball, or yeah. how much of this is just like you felt pressured to deliver some monumental occasion? Like, I don't know. I don't know what the story is, and I don't hold it against her. She's not a bad person. I still love her tremendously, even. But, <laughs> but do better. Do more. This was. This was not it. Yeah. Yeah. I think overall, like, I, I don't know. I'm really like waffling 
on whether I want to say stream it or skip it on this one. I think I'm going to go with skip it because I just really, other than the couple songs, like I just don't think there's much here. So like go listen to the two or three, you know, woman kiss me more. And, um, Oh God, you right. Um, and, and for me, listen to those. And that's really all you need out of this album. I think I am going to say stream it with a caveat. You have to listen to hot pink and it's up to you whether you're going to listen to that first or if you're going to listen to that after. It depends on whether or not you want to have dessert first or your peas. I leave it up to you. It's in your hands, good listeners. But I, I'm going to say stream both so you see what I'm talking about. Yes. And and let us know if Hot Pink is is Light Year's better album than this one. Um, you know, I know I know that's what that's how you that's how you think it is Alex that the hot pink blows this one out of the water but we want to hear what you think about this maybe we got it totally wrong on this album and you think this is the greatest one ever um let us know let us know what other things you may want to listen to um other we have a couple in the hopper um I know Strand of Oaks has a new album coming in hot pretty soon he's got a new single that will have been out already um it's getting released on Friday um we're recording now on Wednesday by the time this comes out on Monday um, go find that Strand of Oak song and listen to it. Yeah, I, I probably will have listened to it 30 times by, by the time this comes out on Monday. Um, really looking forward to that album. We've got a Tyler, the Creator album to get in. Um, you know, and I think there's there's a plethora of things. Casey Musgraves, I think that album drop is, is pretty imminent at this point. I don't know when exactly it's going to be, but I would say within the next month or so. Um, so we've got a few coming down the line here that, that I think are going to be worthy of worthy contestants on out on that line um so look forward to those but still let us know even if it's just a single or an artist that you want to give a little shine to just let us know um you'll find us on youtube by searching hashtag out on that line and we will have another singles video up there um so keep track of all those all of our regular episodes get uploaded on there make sure you subscribe um it's a great way to to get all of our content in one place You'll find us on Instagram at out on that line on Twitter at out on the line one, write us an email out on that line at gmail.com. Um, and that's pretty much all the ways that you get, that you get in touch with us. Just let us know what you want to hear. Alex, is there anything else this week? I do. I do. First of all, Frank Zappa, um, <laughs> almost forgot. We almost did it. <laughs> um, second of all, this is a mini, uh, mini moment in history. I have always been a cat person. And I will always love the cat. But I think today, you can mark it down, dude. Mark it down, dude. I became a horse boy. I think I'm officially upgrading my number one at the top of the pole to Megan the Stallion. She is my number one. I'm making the switch. switch. Okay. I'm a horse boy. You're Megan the switch. Oh, my goodness, Jeff. That's exactly correct. Well done. Yes, it, you could say she has pole position now. Well, let's horse, hope so. She's a stallion. Yeah. Oh, you were you you had your mind in the gutter for that one. I was thinking like a horse race because I'm a pure good boy. Oh, okay. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I've known you long <laughs> enough to know that's true. <laughs> wink, wink, ear tug. Hi, Carol Burnett's daughter. Like, I was wondering if you were going to get that Frank Zappa in. I was like, he hasn't done it yet. I know he's. I know he's thinking about it because I know as soon as you mentioned Steely Dan, you were like, "There's another one I got to get in there." I knew that. That t- put the key in the lock. You just had to turn it. I was gonna go for a Dan hat trick because when you were talking about Doja and SZA working together and like, oh, how you can be like friendly rivals, I was gonna tell the story of the Eagles and Steely Dan. Even though the Eagles suck shit and Steely Dan gross. rocks, they had That's a rivalry all around. Yeah, I know you're not a Dan man. Yeah, or the Eagles. Yeah. No, I'm not. Fuck the Eagles. I fucking hate the Eagles. That's but a, I got my a, Steely Dan hat trick in, so there we go. That's a shit sandwich with moldy bread. It's well. the Eagles and Steely Dan. That's how I feel about that. Well, well, well. You're half right. <laughs> You're half correct. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Uh, I think uh, I think that puts us like right at the right at the time limit here. So it was a good episode to come back. Um, again, you know, I guess go check out that Doja Cat album, but. I think sounds like hot pink her previous album is, is a better option for you. Um, but let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you think. And until next time.